Welcome to the Youth Development Professionals Guidebook. I'm your host, Michael Garcia. And I'm your co-host, Al Ferreira. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome to Youth Development Professionals Guidebook. I'm here with Al. Hey, Al, how are you doing? Hey, Michael. I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate having the opportunity to be the co-host for Youth Professionals Podcast. Yeah, man. When it, well, when I was thinking of doing this, you know, there was a couple of people that popped in my head and you were at the top of the list and... I guess it all goes to, you said yes, so that helps me out a lot too. <laughs> you know, the the reason I wanted to do this, Al, was really important to have an opportunity to engage with younger staff. Like, So the whole vision of the Youth Development Professionals Guidebook was, what would I want the 20-year-old Michael Garcia to know now that I'm sitting here at the 45-year-old Michael Garcia? And so I think it was really important to me to make sure there's a lot of people out in the community, out in the youth development world, a lot of them are not heard. And it's really important for me to have the people who are heard and have an amazing message, but also to have the people who you don't necessarily always hear from. And so with that, you know, I really looked at how can we tell our stories. I think that's, I love telling stories. I think it's important for us to tell stories. I think it's important for us in just being humans is to be able to communicate out the why and the why of what we're doing and, and, and how we're doing things. And so fast forward a couple of years, reaching out to you, you, you know, for some reason said yes, still trying to figure that part out. And, uh, <laughs> um, with COVID-19 coming on, how are we gonna change our plan and what we're doing? And so moving forward this, at least the next few weeks of the podcast as we're gonna be releasing, we're gonna be hearing from frontline staff from all across the world. We have someone from Venezuela that will be on. Uh, we've been talking to someone in Australia and someone from Spain who will be on, as well as all across North America, uh, Canada and, and the States, and really trying to listen to how they're navigating youth development during this time as a camp professional, as an after-school person, as a preschool and teen worker. I even have a couple of college professors that are coming on and really allowing them to tell their story of how they're navigating these crazy times. Um, I don't know about you, Al, but I grew up in a, in the YMCA world and I've never had just a camp job, right? I've been the camp director and the after-school guy or the camp director and the after-school guy and the teen guy and the sports guy and so on and so forth. And, and I think a lot of agencies are like that. So it's really important for me for this podcast is to be able to tell the story of youth workers as a whole. How do you, whether it's camp, after school, preschool, teens work, sports work, how do you navigate what's going on in the world today? And that's really the purpose of, of the podcast as we're rolling forward. Why did you say yes, I guess is the biggest question here. Well, I think the, the key thing that really made it for me was when you said, you know, what would a 18-year-old um, uh, Michael want to hear from a 45-year-old Michael? And I think that's just so key in, in all of it. I, I you know, and, and I know I've shared this quote with you before from 
Benjamin Disraeli. He was the prime minister uh, of England uh, during Queen Victoria's reign. And it's a, the greatest good you can do for another is not just to share your riches, but to reveal to him his own. And I had the great fortune of having those kinds of mentors when I was 18, when I was 25, when I was 33, and even now at 55, who continue to mentor and help me grow as a leader. And I think it's really important that you hear from those voices that you're talking about. That was the other piece that really appealed to me, Michael, was the fact that you wanted to hear from the, not just the, the, the voices that we all hear in our industry, but from voices at the front lines and from different leaders in different areas of the world, uh, let alone here in the States, who really might be making a huge difference, not might be, they are making a huge difference. They are revealing those riches, uh, not only to themselves, but they're leading their group. I'm also reminded of uh, Tip O'Neill, who famously said, all politics is local. So all our influence really is local. And you want to hear from those voices. And that's why I said, yes, I want to be a part of hearing different things, not just hearing voices. I mean, I hear voices in my head all the time. <laughs> uh, often it comes over as a uh, British nanny. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> regardless of that, I, I, you know, I want to hear the different voices in our industry and how they're leading. Yeah. 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 I mean, thanks. I think, you know, the big, and you, you, you said something that really drove home is that mentor. And I, I sit there and I have two specific mentors in my head that just really made an impact on me. And, you know, I don't know how much they know that they did. Right. I mean, like we don't always tell the people who inspire us. Thank you. You know, there's a, a great YouTube video. I'm going to hack the heck out of it. If I can find it, I will um, post it below uh in the note in the show notes but there's a great youtube video of the lollipop moment and i'm going to really paraphrase a lot but uh first day of orientation the girl really didn't want to be there and and this guy came out and gave the girl a lollipop and and challenged her and and he gave a lollipop to to the boy standing next to her and he gave it to the girl and you know, made a fun joke about how, oh, look, he's taking candy from a stranger already on our first day away from college and made it really fun and engaging. And, you know, that the, the end of that story is that that girl came up to him when he was leaving the school after quite a few years and was like, you made an impact. I stayed at this school because of you. And by the way, I'm dating or still dating or engaged to that same boy. And I think we don't know the impact we make. And I think a lot of times as youth workers, we take a huge stone, right? And we try and throw a stone into every child's pond. And we try and make those ripples as large as we possibly can. And we don't necessarily take the time to look back and see the ripples and how far they go and where they develop. Because either the camp season ends or the after school season ends and we have to move on and and we encourage them to come back next summer or come, encourage them to come back in the fall but they don't always do that for a myriad of reasons and i think it's important to to reach back and say hey pam lucas fran thompson those are the my two people who made a huge impact when it, working with youth they really made a huge impact in my life and they don't know it and so I'm going, to, I'm going to take it a point to make sure I send this to them so they understand, first, we're going to get two more listeners. So it might just be Al, myself, our wives, and 
Fran and Pam, but also to really say thank you to them. And, and they've made me part of who I am and where I want to go. And I think that's really important. I think that's a, a crucial, absolutely amazing thing. Um, uh, last year, uh, what you, you may or may not know this, last year uh, I celebrated 50 years living in the United States. My family moved here when I was four years old. And um, my daughter, uh, my 23-year-old daughter asked me, um, hey, how are you going to celebrate that year? And I thought about that. And then I started uh, writing kind of a thank you note to 50 individuals who made a huge impact in 50 years in my life. And then I started posting those out and sending them, uh, them out to different folks uh, who, you know, again, 50 people, 50 years. Uh, it just was really important to me that they knew, uh, like you said, you know, oftentimes we don't tell people what kind of impact they had. I've made it a point to make sure that those 50 know the impact they've had on my life. I've also, uh, you know, started the next 50 because there's, uh, you know, uh, others who have made and come along and made huge amounts of uh, influence in, in what I do. After all, um, you know, and you know, I'm going to throw in a John Maxwell quote. So, uh, you know, John says, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I'll wait for my note in the mail. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Thanks to our friends at Expert Online Trading for supporting the Youth Development Professional Guidebook podcast. Al, you used Expert Online Training at your summer camp. I did, actually. I used them for several seasons at the last camp that I was the executive director. When we were trying to decide the items that we would present during our staff orientation week, there were so many things that we left out. And when expert online training came along, it was like, oh, we can do this ahead of camp. And then people come in and they're already prepared. We even added on to our our support staff, our directing team components so that we'd all be on the same page prior to doing our support staff training as well. It just really made a huge difference. And Expert Online Training has some great folks who present uh, the kind of people that you'd want to see at conferences or that you do make time to see at the different conferences throughout the year. That sounds so awesome. So if you're interested in looking for the highest quality online training for your youth programs, Go to expertonlinetraining.com and check them out. Thanks again for all their support. Thanks for joining us again and staying with us. Uh, so through this time, uh, Al and I are going to be interviewing the helpers in the world and, and working with youth. And we have a bunch of questions we're, we're, we're reaching out and asking. And so I, I just want to reach out to you, Al. And, and first of all, you know, with, with COVID-19 on the four minds of everything we're doing, whether it's work or home, how you doing? You know, I, I'm, I'm doing well. I, I feel like I'm spending a lot of time. Uh, actually, I feel like I'm spending a lot more time uh, in really being deliberate about how I'm spending my time. Um, I, I find that it, it's really been somewhat satisfying at the end of the day to know that I've accomplished, you know, eight or nine different things that I set out to on my list of 27 things, you know, it's just uh, uh, that we, we start each day in. It's been my goal the last few years to really be of service to others, 
and so I start every day is how can I be of service to you? How can I be of service to my family? How can I be of service uh, to my community? Whether, uh, you know, that's uh, through the camping world, the scout world, my, my church, uh, you know, just name it. I'm trying to find ways to be of service to others. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I'm on week four of home and uh, I am a workaholic. <laughs> uh, I, I have real uh, challenges. My, my staff and at my, my regular daytime job really laugh at me when they know I'm like taking a Friday off to make a long weekend. They're like, are you going somewhere? No. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I'm just going to hang out at home. And they're like, is your wife okay with this? You know, <laughs> um, I don't home very well. And being home for four, for four weeks now has been, it's been taxing. I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's been stressful. I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have an amazing uh, wife at home who, who really shines through with empathy every day. And it's just in her. I have an 18 year old son who drives me nuts, but I love it. And that really helps a lot. Um, he is an essential worker. He is, he's going to work every day, works at a grocery store. So, you know, we're, we're a little anxious about him going to work every day. I'll be honest with you, but it's important for, for the community as a whole to have doers and, and he's a doer. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just stressed, but you know, I think I was talking to one of my camp kids who was just having a little tough time. And his mom said, Hey, is there somebody you want to talk to? And he wanted to talk to me. I was super honored that he wanted to talk to me. So I got on the phone, we were attack, and I asked him how he's doing. He's 11 years old, and he goes, meh. And I, I said, oh my gosh, that's like the best answer, right? I mean, how are you doing? Meh. I'm not doing good. I'm not doing bad. I'm just meh. I, I, think, I think that's my standard answer now. How are you doing? Meh. I'm not good. I'm not bad. I just, I think like a lot of people are ready and done and are, are hopeful for the future. Listen, we both run camps. We're hopeful up here in upstate New York that the camps are going to be running. I think we're preparing as best as we can without over-preparing and, and over-analyzing. We're, we're all going to be okay. And, and I'm excited at that opportunity of what, this is not the new normal, but there's going to be a new normal and we have to kind of manage and figure what that, what that looks like. So I want to go back to that meh thing mm -hmm. for a moment. Yeah. I, I would call that, you know, the, the word that comes to mind about meh is the equivalent is ambivalence. You're neither here nor there. You can go either way with regards to how you're doing. Is, is there something that you've learned about yourself that you didn't expect to learn uh, over the last month? Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I, when it comes to work, am a workaholic and I'm a doer right? Like I go and I do, and I'll be honest and, and, and not to overquote Brene Brown, but like really vulnerable here. When it comes to home, I am not a doer. I, I think I, in not in a healthy way, overperform at work and really rely on my family to do the lion's share at home. And I think one of the things I've learned is it's time for this guy to step up, right? And do more. Now, I'll be honest, nobody wants me cooking, Al. There's really no, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. But, you know, simple things like I take for granted that are just done every day, that now I'm stepping up and, and saying to my wife, no, no, I got that. And, and 
that's how it should be. But I've, I've figured out that I need to do my part more at home. And I think and hope that once I'm back to work in my office, outside of my basement recording studio office, that I will continue to do this. And if I don't, my wife, who's listening to this podcast, she has every right to kick me in the tush and say, get back to work at home. So how about you? What, what have you learned from your, about this time? That's a great question. <laughs> Turned um, it back on you, my friend. I think the, you know, as, as a um, lifelong learner, uh, you know, the, it, it follows the, you know, the, the, the law of process, you know, uh, that we learn over time and that when there's crisis, uh, we seem to learn even more about ourselves, you know, that character comes out in crisis. And so I don't know that it's l something that I'm learning, but it is something that I am affirming that I want to continue to learn and serve. And so I feel really oddly affirmed within this crisis. All right. Now, what were you going to, what were you going to throw back at me? What did I, what did I do? No, no, no. I, 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 I was going to use that uh, lifelong learner. I was going to affirm that you're a leader. Huh. So yeah. So, so I, I turned it around and just used it for myself. Nice. Well, you know, anything, <laughs> anything I could do my friend to set you up to be successful. That's what I'm here for. Right. There you go. That's there what I'm, go. Here for. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I want to just kind of wrap this up. Uh, it's just me and Al. We're, we're excited again for the people who are interested in, and able to help us out over the next, hopefully, long time, not just through COVID-19. We plan on going for, for quite a bit. I really want you, as you're listening to this, to just get a piece from what we're talking about. So at the end of every segment, we're going to break to the last commercial and then we're going to come back. So we're going to break for commercial right now, but hold on. Don't just hit that 15 second skip, listen to the commercial and then come back and you'll hear how Al and I are going to wrap up every one of our episodes. All right. So we'll see you in a minute. Bye. If you're interested in having your voice heard on this podcast, Go to youthdevelopmentpro.com and send us an email. All right. Welcome back. The last segment we're going to do at the end of our each podcast is what are our takeaways? So Al, what, what is your takeaway from, from our conversation today? Well, here's what I know. As a leadership development professional, I've lived a life to help and serve others. Um, uh, through that camp experience, because that's been the majority of where I've spent my career, um, I've found that campers have found just absolute riches in themselves through those activities that we, we, we know that build and nurture self-esteem, personal growth, and, and really what I call positive risk-taking. What I'm affirmed by and what I've learned today is that those lessons uh, that I've been developing will continue to serve teens and young people throughout their own journey. And ultimately, that's kind of what this podcast is about hearing from those voices and giving them that opportunity to learn and grow. So thank you for that. How about yeah. you, Michael? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things I latched on was just something I'm going to be more intentional about is your, your 50 notes. 
I, I really love that idea. Now, I mean, you're old. I'm only 45, but <laughs> um, we ten can years, st- my friend. Ten yeah, years. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it comes on faster than you think. Uh, but you know, I think being intentional with thanking and not just the people who make the biggest impact, but everybody who makes an impact. Thanking the little guy. And I think that's where I want to kind of wrap up this, this, this segment with is we're really looking to hear from the little guy, right? We're looking to hear from the people who are just keeping their head down, working, connecting, being vulnerable, and making the biggest impact that they can in their community. Anything else to add, Al? Yeah, I, I, I am grateful to you, and uh, uh, you will get one of those notes at some point in time. Nice. Uh, so I want to thank you. I, I want to thank everyone for listening today uh, mm-hmm. and helping me keep my promise as well. So, yeah, Al, I want, I want to echo that. Thanks to everybody for listening. If you need to reach out to Al or myself, you could go to youthdevelopmentpro.com. There's a page on there that talks about us and gives kind of a little bio, you'll be able to click the link to go directly to Al's page through John Maxwell. And uh, I'm right on there. My wife is also the co-owner of youthdevelopmentpro.com. She's a preschool teacher with 30 years experience working in in preschool. So I'm looking forward to that interview. So yeah, so reach out, give us a call. Even if you just want to chat, send us an email. We can get a hold of you. If you want to send me an email and I can connect you with Al, whatever's easier for everybody. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you uh, next week at the next podcast.